You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, your host here, Colt Molesky, bringing you daily Timberwolves content. Make sure to check out the Locked On Wolves fan rig website, as well as my Twitter account, at C. Molesky. That's at C. Molesky, M-O-L-E-S-K-Y. Check out both of those for prior podcasts. You can check out the fan rig site for Adam King's articles on the Timberwolves, as well as my articles on my Twitter account. Go check out all that lovely content today. As always, I'm sure you've gotten accustomed to it. We have... Prospect Wednesdays, that's right, we take a look at the prospects that the Timberwolves could be drafting here in the upcoming 2018 NBA Draft. So you're taking a look at who they're going to take, who they have available to them, who's a possible pick in that 20th pick. Uh, Like I've said before, I usually, if they're in that uh, 18 to 23, 24 range, those are usually the guys I'm looking at. I'm not going to go and, and look at guys who typically, and again, nothing is for certain, obviously, but guys who are typically getting picked in that 14th, 15th, that 13th spot, I'm not going to go and look at those guys too much because I want to look at guys who are, are realistic picks for the Timberwolves. And then the second thing I look at is fit for the Timberwolves. I want to make sure that these guys are actually going to fit into the system, that these guys are going to be players that the Timberwolves would actually want to draft, that they would actually fit on the roster. And I'm telling you why I think they would fit on the roster. So when I'm looking at picks, those are the guys I'm looking at. Today, we're going to get a break from the norm. We've looked at a lot of those those hybrid players, those uh, small forward and shooting guard players. Looked at a lot of those guys, but we're going to break from that a little bit today because today our player is Aaron Holiday of UCLA. That's right, Aaron Holiday of UCLA. He was one of the one of the better, I, I would say, Pac-12 players to watch in his third season, his junior year. Uh, one of the one of the few packed. I found a a cool stat on uh, on fan sided uh, that he was one of only a few players this year. He was one of only four players to average t- at least twenty points, five assists, and three rebounds per game. So he's up there with guys like Trey Young, John Elmore, R.J. Cole. Those are the only the only four guys with Aaron Holiday to average the twenty point at least twenty points five assists three rebounds, which uh, which I thought was a kind of a cool nugget. And there's a couple reasons he's on here. So first, I wanted to go through uh, the, the the strengths why I think that he is a solid player, why I think he is worthy of a a twentieth pick, uh, and some things I liked about him. A couple weaknesses, and then finally why I think he's a great fit for the Timberwolves. So first, the the strengths of this guy. So right off the bat, scoring, being a dull, a ball-dominant, excuse me, ball-dominant point guard and three-point shooting right away, those are some strengths. So he was one of only seven players to, at, to post more than 200 attempts from three in the Pac-12 he shot 42.9% from three-point range uh, and made 88 threes throughout the last season. 
Uh, he was one of the guys, in, especially in the Pac-12, but really in college, who was not afraid to, to throw up three-point shots. He wasn't afraid to take shots from the perimeter. I really like, too, his ability to create his own shot. You see him doing a lot from isolation. You see him taking advantage of his skill to be able to knock down shots. He took advantage of players having to play tighter to him. And so he, took, he was able to finish at the rim a lot as well and drive to the basket. Did a really good job of making sure his game was balanced. He had he would average 6.1 two-point attempts, uh, 2.9 three-point attempts. Uh, so all in all, he was he was averaging nine shots per game, but there was a nice uh, a nice balance of uh, of both per game. The the one actually we'll get to we'll get to this later. I want to lump this in with. Uh, with setbacks I have for him or reservations, but uh, so I like that he, I like that he can take a few different shots. I like that he can create shots that he he's not needing to pass the ball necessarily, even though he is a, a great distributor that he is going to pass or the ball around uh, five five assists, like I said per game. And excuse me, those shooting stats were wrong. Uh, looking at the wrong stat line there, he averaged. Uh, 7.72 point attempts per game and 6.2 three point attempts per game for 13.9 shots per game. Looking at the wrong stat line, he averaged 13 over 13 shots a game, almost four, 14 shots a game. But still, uh, the point the, the point that I was making earlier is the same: a, a hefty balance of both there. So over seven two point attempts per game and just over six uh, three point attempts per game. A really solid balance of both, and I think that he does a good job playing off of those. Now, a criticism could be uh, there's a lot of times where maybe you, you maybe you could you could judge him for holding the ball a lot or, or being a little ball dominant. But I I think he's a great distributor and playmaker, and I think that he filled in. You saw Lonzo Ball doing a lot of this last year, obviously uh, as as one of the top three picks. In the draft, you'd expect that kind of point guard to uh, be really a centerpiece of the offense. He did a nice job of stepping in to that role right away after Alonzo left and, and picking up that mantle. Uh, did a really good job uh, of filling the role nicely, I thought. And if you look at just, if you go through his game stats as well, the other thing is we've looked at some three-point shooters uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. They, they have gone away for games uh if you're thinking back to when we covered Lonnie Walker, a guy I really liked uh, and really started to like over the draft process, he is a guy who definitely, a criticism of his was he did go away for a couple of games. He he had a couple months stretch where he was kind of kind of disappeared on you and, and went away a bit. Definitely not the case for Aaron Holiday. I'd have to look back at some of the stats because we have covered a, a few enough players now where I'm, I'm not exactly sure just game by game. Uh, but there, I could say fairly confidently that almost every one of these guys uh, that we've covered so far, there's been at least a four week stretch uh, where they have had they have disappeared a little bit and they have gone away. Not for Aaron Holiday. He is a very consistent player. And so not only is he going to give you great shooting, he's going to create shots, he's going to open up shots for his teammates, but he's also consistently going to show up for these games. If you're looking at game by game, 
he consistently was making plays, was a big part of the offense. Uh, if you look early on, you could say early on in November, at the end of that November, uh, had a, a stretch where he didn't have over 20 points. But then you look at the assists, five, seven, six assists in these games. So he's contributing uh, in a huge way to the offense, uh, even if he's not scoring a, a ton, uh, which I really like, especially from your point guard. Really like to see that from your point guard. But he had, he, you see, night in and night out, he was contributing in a big way. Uh, lots of times he'd go on, on a stretch. You look at, uh, you look at the the back half of the season, or when they're closing out the season in a lot of Pac-12 play. He had a nice run of, of 20 plus point games: 29, 23, 21, 34, 34. And just closing out the season like that, and even in games where he's scoring a lot, he's got six assists, seven assists, six, seven, eight assists. This guy is not going to, he's not a point guard who is going to fall into this hole of merely taking shots and trying to do all the scoring for his team on on given nights. You see that from certain college point guards, sometimes uh, they get stuck where they feel like, they feel like, or they, they just are the guy who has to be putting up numbers. We saw this a lot from Trey Young where he just had to be making the shots. And uh, not necessarily to knock him. It's just there wasn't a ton around him at Oklahoma. And so there were a couple times where he just felt like he had to take all the shots. And so you saw him taking a bulk of the shots. Aaron Holiday is a guy who he really does have that knack just to get back to. It's almost like that itch where he you see him needing to get back to passing the ball around to team, teammates, uh, needing to get back to, to getting other players involved. And so if you do draft him, I don't think you're worried about him taking a bunch of shots. Uh, I, I think that you know that he'll get back to passing. Even if he does go on a run and, and kind of play a little isolation ball, he, he will get back to passing the ball and he will get back to, uh, to getting his teammates involved and he will open up stuff for his teammates. And I like that. He can do that because not only because of his shooting, but because he can open himself up and he can or open stuff for, up for himself. He can. He doesn't need. He doesn't even need screens and stuff. If you look at some of these games he's playing, he doesn't need screens and stuff. He can just make a move and get through a lot of traffic. I think if you look at uh, fans I had in an article I was reading. Uh, a clip from Washington State game where he, he drives through three Washington State defenders to get to the hoop without a screen or anything like that. He's he's really good at creating and, and opening stuff up for himself like that, and because he's able to do that, that helps him so much with getting teammates open, helps open stuff up for his team uh, pa- and uh, passing-wise later on in the game. So, Really great uh, as a creator and an offensive player. And a lot to like there. We're going to get to a quick break for some sponsors. And then we're going to get to some weaknesses and why I think he fits in with the Timberwolves. But first, a break for some sponsors. Covering Aaron Holiday today on Prospect Wednesday. He is the point guard, junior point guard out of UCLA. And he is one of the players I think could be a great pick for the Timberwolves there at number 20. Just ran over the strengths, weaknesses for this guy now. Uh, weaknesses is that he does he does have some trouble defensively. Defensively, he does have some trouble. So we're going to get to this first. There are, uh, there's something on the offensive side, but defensively, 
he does have some trouble because he is a smaller guard. He's the, the smallest guard in this draft. And so he, and his stature is a, a six, or excuse me, six seven is his wingspan, but he's 5'11 and 187 pounds, 6'7 wingspan. He is uh, the smallest uh, guard in this in this draft, uh, and that undersized gives him a, a little bit of a problem defensively. Uh, I think you could you saw him make up some some ground in the Pac-12 on defense, but it's going to get his defense is going to get exposed if he's not really sound defensively. He's not going to be able to use uh, speed or anything like that to catch up in the NBA because everybody in the NBA obviously is going to be going uh, as fast or faster than he is. And so you're going to need to see him get more mechanically sound with his defense. That size is going to be a problem for him, and I think that's what's going to knock him in the draft. I think that there are a couple teams, not a lot, but sometimes teams uh, tend to get caught up in, in numbers, tend to get caught up in, in the combine stats and things like that. Sometimes, Every once in a while you see teams uh, go away from good solid tape that they should know uh, is a great way to – to base what you're looking at, and it is a good way to is a good way to tell what the player can offer you. They get away from that good tape, and, and they look at stuff like size, stuff like wingspan, and they let that affect some decisions. And so I think that's why uh, he he will be plenty available at the the twentieth pick uh, for the Timberwolves, and I think he falls a little bit under uh, the projection of maybe that eighteen pick range, and, and he could go to the Timberwolves. And I think that. I think that he can. He has the the he has the basketball IQ and he has the the talent to fix some of those defensive mistakes. I think that there's just going to be some growing pains in that first year. There's going to be some defensive growing pains, and it, I don't think it'll be a big knock for him because the offensive upside is so big for Holiday. And so I'm not going to stick on the weaknesses too long because I really I don't think they're that big. I, I think that he can fix some defensive things. I think the other weakness, uh, when I was looking at uh, people who talk about him, when I was looking at some film, the other weakness that was there is sometimes, there are times where he does take a, a shot that draws a foul on the three-point line or inside. Uh, he does take a, an ill-advised shot, but it's to draw a foul. And he did, uh, it, last season, average 5.8 free throws per game and was an 82% free throw shooter. So if somebody's going to draw a foul, uh, you're fine with it being Aaron Holiday with 82% from the free throw line. That said, there were shots where he just didn't need to take that, and he was risking a lot. There was the defender. Some of those shots where he was drawing the foul, the defender wasn't close enough to where it was a sure thing, and the defender just made a sloppy play. Those are plays that aren't going to get made in the NBA usually, where the the player or the defender is playing that sloppy and that cavalier. And so you'd like to see him take less of those ill-advised offensive shots. You don't need to see if you're if you're a coach of his, you're probably telling him you don't need to see him take that many ill-advised shots because you'd rather just have him sit on the ball a little bit. Uh, make that extra pass or dribble a little more and take a better shot because he is such a good shooter at, at 42% from three-point land and 46% for shooting from the field that you, you are fine with him just waiting on the shot and instead of drawing the foul, getting a good look because he'll probably make the good look, honestly. And, and so just being a little better decision-wise on some of those shots uh, to make sure you're not taking and not giving away possessions are 
is something that he'll work on as well. But I, I think that these are some pretty easy fixes, honestly. I think that of the prospects we looked at, he definitely has the least amount of problems that you, you would have to fix right off the bat. I think that he can jump into a roster and immediately be a contributor, especially on the offensive side. And so as far as why the Timberwolves should take him, why I think he would be a fit for the Timberwolves, if I've said it at once, I've said it a thousand times. He's a prospect that adds really great three-point shooting to this team. Uh, I know that at point guard you have Tyus Jones, you have uh, Derrick Rose, you have Jeff Teague. First of all, if you add Aaron Holiday, I think that you could probably throw in Tyus Jones into a couple of trade scenarios to maybe try and get rid of a guy like Gorgie. Uh, or, or Cole, if you're throwing in Tyus Jones with one of those guys in their, contra- in their terrible contracts, that'll help. I think you'll definitely have to throw in more than Tyus Jones, but I think Tyus Jones is somebody that teams, uh, if you throw them in with a, a couple other players and Gorgie, they're able to bite on that trade, and then you're loosening up some cap space for the Timberwolves. So I think that if you draft another point guard like Aaron Holiday, then you're freeing up some room. You're adding another young point guard, Somebody who's not only going to add to the playmaking, they're going to add a lot of offense, they're going to add a lot of three-point shooting, but you're also freeing yourself up to add your other young point guard into some trade scenarios to get some cap space for your team, some desperately needed cap space for your team. Another reason I like him for the Timberwolves, I think that their second unit without Jamal Crawford doesn't have a guy like Aaron Holiday who can really, you you trust uh, in, in the last... Uh, five seconds of the shot clock, you trust him to have the ball to create his own shot and to take a, a, a deep shot, or to take any shot, really. Tyus Jones, you've seen, he, even in that starting role, he's not the guy who wants to take the shots. And without Jamal Crawford, uh, you really don't have the guy. I mean, Derrick Rose, I guess, but he's not going to take that, those perimeter shots. He's going to drive it inside or try and, shake, uh, try and take that uh, intermediate shot, that mid-range shot. Aaron Holiday could add, give that second unit that deep shooting phase. He could give the Timberwolves in general that deep shooting phase of their game, but he could also be kind of that cutthroat uh, scorer on the on the second unit for the offense that I think they could really use again. And I think that he could add some interesting scenarios if you have him out there with Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague, uh, and you have him out there with Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, go a little smaller maybe. Uh, and throw him out there with another point guard. I think that he could be a really fun piece for that. I think that you could have him play off ball. You could have him play on ball and have Jeff T play off ball. I think that he just gives the roster a lot of versatility and he adds a lot of depth to the Timberwolves. So I think he could be a really fun pick. I'm really excited about him. If if he does fall out of that kind of uh, 16th to 18th pick range, I think that he's somebody where... Even if you don't like the Timberwolves grabbing another point guard, it's really a scenario where he's the best player, and so you have to ignore that little position uh, spot, and you have to just take the best talent that's available at your spot. And so that's why I would take him. Uh, so again, this has been Aaron Holiday out of UCLA, the junior out of UCLA, uh, and we've been talking some prospect Wednesdays. Thank you so much for joining us uh, in tuning into another Lockdown Wolves podcast, part of the Lockdown. Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast.